and, and welcome, welcome to another, another episode of A Million Media to Consume Before You Die. I, we had to say that it was slowly. weird. That was odd. That was yes. an odd thing we just did. Yes. It's because we said it really slowly too. Yeah. And we But we sort of synced up fairly well. Yeah, because we were trying to sync up with each other in order to figure out how to say it at the same time. But yes. Okay. This is uh it's been a while since we've recorded something. It's been almost two weeks now, but yeah. Uh so we're gonna be talking about uh the shows, the music, the books that we've experienced this week that we've consumed this week and then we're going to elevator pitch them to each other in order to uh rank them on the list of a million media yes mm -hmm. and you're calvin and you are dave and yes yes correct yes and you have two things to talk about i guess unless you want to hear about some more comics <laughs> have you heard of marvel's have you read that? Marvels? It's like the painted one, and it's like a spectator's view of the Marvel universe. You mean from, like, Uatsu the Watcher or something like that? No, from a photojournalist. Oh. What's-his-face? Eddie Brock? Poopman. I don't know. I don't know. You can if you want, but I don't care. Hmm. Oh, I can do a quick. I'll do three then. Okay. Two then. movies and a comic book. All right. Sure. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to start with that? With the comic book? Yeah, sure. Because I have two things. All right. So the comic book, it's called Marvels. It's by... I want to say Alex Ross and Kurt like Music, something like that. I think Alex Ross is the artist, the, okay. the painter. And so it's sort of a history of the Marvel Universe as okay. seen through the eyes of a journalist, like a photographer. All right. Who knows what his name is? It doesn't matter. And then, because he doesn't matter, because he's just an ant living among giants of the Marvel Universe. Okay. So, it's, like, it starts out with their sort of, what is it, Golden Age... And then the Silver Age is like the modern... Wait, no, that's DC. Never mind. That's DC, yeah. Is this DC? No, it's Marvel. Because Marvel, um, Marvel never rebooted their universe until fairly recently. And even then, it's not an actual reboot. They mm -hmm. just continued on with the storylines. It it's Because like no, it's confusing because I'm thinking... Because there's two human torches in the Marvel universe. Yes. But there's two flashes... In the D well, there's a billion flashes in the DC universe, yes. but there's a specific like Golden Age Flash and then a Silver Age Flash. Yes. So that was confusing to me. Yes. So it starts out with the Human Torch, and like he's the original, oh, and okay. then Namor the Submariner is the other one, and so all right, it's sort of because they were the first ones to have like a crossover right. like battle. Yeah, they were the, the Fantastic Four, and Namor were the first. Well, no, it was Human Torch and Namor. They had, like, but not the Fantastic Four Human Torch, the original Human Torch. Oh, okay. Who was, like, a robot or, like, a Frankenstein oh, type Oh, yeah, guy. that thing. Right, yes. Yes. And I remember what you're talking about now. Yes. 
that really old thing yes mm -hmm. okay go on and so they like you know then they fight and then it's a whole thing it's like there's so much destruction but then also like world war ii was happening at the same time and... okay yeah, because like, cause, yeah, because actually, the introduction of superheroes wouldn't really affect world events at all. It would all just the the presidential it elections would just and things would just to... yeah would just happen. Like, there's more like a side thing. Like, New York just gets destroyed on a regular basis. Yeah. But other than that, <laughs> yeah. so that's like the first. That might even be the first book. Like, there's like four. I think there's like four. Okay. Like chapters or whatever you want to call them. Right. Like four issues. Four issues, right? Okay. And then... Wasn't, like, the, uh... Wasn't and Captain America shows up fairly early on, too. Okay. And then... Yeah. So then he's there, and then, you know, and there's... Well, wasn't there, like, the first superhero, though? There was some dude that was the first... The, the Blue Marvel or something like that? The Blue Adam? I, I don't remember. Captain? It's not Captain. The Adam? Blue Beetle? No, 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 that's, that's different. But, um, what I'm talking... In specific for the Marvel... I don't know. They start with... The Human Torch. Okay, so, and then they move on to Captain America, and then and Namor, and then they're you know they're sort of fighting the bad guys and stuff. Okay, and then you know the Fantastic Four and Spider Man and everyone shows up. All right, and then the mutants, and they do the thing where, for some reason, the mutants are discriminated against by the general population. Well, okay, but the superheroes are not. Yeah, but yeah, but superhero like Captain America isn't a mutant. Yeah. Yeah. The Avengers aren't mutants. Only those X-Men are mutants. That other superhero team. Yeah. They're freaks and we hate them. Yeah, because... Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. So, this... Did we just skip over, like, 40 years already? Well, that's... Is there stuff in the in-between? They talk about the Avengers and they talk about Galactus. Like, he's a big... Right. ...thing. Like, and everyone thinks they're gonna die... Well, and there's this whole thing. It's like a push and pull. Like this serves as the timeline, right? Yeah. Right. So when but I'm already, I don't know what the timeline is. Okay, because Captain America like doing his thing in World War Two, being unfrozen. And then yeah, and then like he's back, and they're like he's back. Yeah. But he's not. They don't really focus on him that much. Okay. Well, what like I'm... the Fantastic Four are sort of the big ones. Well, what I'm saying is that. Um... Is that, does it try to say these events happened in these particular years? Yeah, like it's like the 40s through like the 60s, I think, is when it ends. Right, okay. Well, it ends with, um, I guess, spoilers, with uh, the death of Gwen Stacy. And oh. then okay. that's when he kind of, that's it him. sort of covers this whole photographer's career in documenting superheroes. And he calls them Marvels. Right. That's why it's called Marvels. Okay. And then, and then he kind of retires after that because he had sort of known Gwen Stacy. Okay. And then when she dies, he sort of loses faith and sort of loses perspective. Right. So he can't document them anymore. Okay. Okay. But then it's a whole thing of it's showing that like all these the marvels they'll save like the universe they'll save earth like they'll defeat galactus and then people will kind of start shitting on them again afterwards they go like oh that was all just uh that was all just special effects there was never actually any galactus they just did that for publicity oh and then the guys and then the main character sort of is angry with the world like you know right these people give and give and give and then we just keep 
putting them down right because we're scared and can't deal with the situation right okay sounds interesting it is yeah and it's you know and the artwork is very yeah unique for a comic book yes mm-hmm. do the staples make it awkward well i read all my comics online oh, so. okay okay and i get them legally on the internet okay yes <laughs> i think we've established that in a previous episode we all get our stuff legally mm-hmm. yes okay but i don't know so then do you think my reading then is different than if i'd be actually reading a physical comic if i'm reading it online and sort of like scrolling down like i can't see a full page online well was is there ever a double page yeah and then and that's you... just sort of smaller and you have to zoom in to read the text but okay well they... those are actually the only pages you can see fully okay because usually so it, the so little it... pages are you like go like panels down at times so directly so it actually helps you visualize it yeah okay that that's good it's not just page by page okay oh yeah that's fine it's i don't think that's any different from reading a comic book but I guess you don't get the same flow as you would. Yeah, I guess not. Like, when you flip a page, it's... Or, but I mean, even, like, the double panels are big, and you can see the whole... Like, right. the two pagers you can see. Right. But, like, single panels, you only see, like, the top third, and then you have to scroll down oh, and down. Yeah. yeah. Well, that depends on how you zoom your thing. How you zoom the image. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Yeah. And even so, I'd make the argument that even reading them in graphic novel, like trade paperback format, is different from getting the yeah. issues as they're being released. Yeah, I, I, we discussed it during our uh, Fate Zero episode, where we talked about reading a PDF is very different from reading a, mm-hmm. uh, a paperback. So, yeah, and we just dis- we discussed the differences between it. So, yeah. I would agree that there are, like, I guess fundamental differences, but for me, uh, I guess I didn't really come across it as much as uh, between, like, a novel and, yeah. <laughs> and I just, I can't read novels anymore. It's just my problem. I'm sorry. I, I'm reading a lot of academic books, though. I, put, I was going to put one on the list, but then I don't think I'm going to do it anymore. Okay. But it was cool. It was like a supernatural thing. It was cool. Okay. Like, I wish I had done that instead of the Marvels, but you know. All right. It's too late now. It's too late. And then Kingdom Come is like a follow-up to ah, that. Yes. That same artist, I think, did that. And maybe Kingdom a different, Come, yes. A different writer, I think. But, yes. And obviously the different... It's DC instead it's of Marvel. It's DC, yes. Okay. So, I remember... See, everyone knows Kingdom Come. Yes. Okay, so... So, it's... Marvels came before... Yes. Oh, my gosh. Kingdom Come. Uh, That was... uh... (laughs) Did you read that? Yeah, uh, I read it, but... um, I've read, like, descriptions of it, and I don't really understand what it's even about. So... Oh, yeah. have you not read it yet? No. Oh, okay, so... And it's not assigned for the class, so I probably never will. Okay, so, yeah, that... That's... So I remember that there was a previous episode in which we talked about we went on to the topic of the Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen for mm-hmm. and then we talked about the Dark Ages 
And essentially, Kingdom Come was the response to Watchmen and The Dark Knight mm-hmm. Returns. It's It provides, like, it says, yeah, superheroes in real life are, would be kind of shit. But, uh, but here's how to make it not shit. <laughs> that it was essentially what it's about. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah. In terms of thematically speaking, not in terms of what actually happens in the story, because what happens in the story is uh, is about the young versus the old, and and why like legacies have to be around. Yeah, and yeah. Um, hmm. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Well. Recently, I listened to a album, a music album. This is the second one that we're talking about now, and it's uh, called Daydream, and it's uh, performed by Imer, who is actually pronounced as M-A. It's A-I-M-E-R, but it's pronounced as M-A, and I'm guessing it's a French thing. M-A? Yeah, but it's, but she's very specifically a Japanese uh pop artist uh and she has performed songs like brave shine which is uh the second intro theme for fate stay night unlimited blade works and last stardust which is also in fate stay night unlimited blade works during the fight between emia and archer Yes. Then the second theme, I'm trying to think, because there's the one that doesn't it, it, like, it ends, like, it's, like, it, like, is building, and then, like, drops at the end, it's, like, da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da, and it shows, I remember, because it has, what's her name, like, the main character. Uh, you mean the, are you talking of, about? Of Fate Stay Night. The main character is Shiro? No, the the girl, his girlfriend. Reen. Like, she, like, just, like, turns, and that's, like, the end of the credits. Oh, yeah. The is that credits. the first one? That's the outro theme of the second one, which is um, sang by Calafina. And it sounds like a choir song, in a way. It sounds like a gospel type of song. It's like, dun, 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 dun. Or it's the one that's, uh... okay, that was the first one. Yeah, I thought that was the first one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the first one where it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yes, and uh, that's Califina, that's a different uh, artist group. Um, and this one is by M.A., who's, this, uh, it's called Daydream. It's her fourth album, and I like it a lot. <laughs> it's, um, I think, the one of the... One of this, uh, one of the things that is unique to her is that she has a very strong voice. Uh, I don't know. She has a very strong voice, and it, it sounds very young. Is the thing, and which is weird because <clears throat> she is a hundred years old. Well, whatever. Well, like I, I this, whatever. Um, the thing is that when you have a strong voice, and what I mean by strong voice is that you can hold a note, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like. And you can do vibrato and hold that note for a very long time, and and that's what I, that's what I feel when I when I listen to her is that like she can uh, she's very 
I, I guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It's that she has a strong voice. <laughs> um, yeah, this is an album that is primarily focused on rock songs. The very much about um, in the mood of like kind of depressing to slightly all right, <laughs> <laughs> like in terms of mood uh, and. Yeah, it's, uh, I like all the songs in this album, but if you asked me to recite any of them, like right now, I can't. <laughs> um, so I think there's a, I think there's an issue of the songs being not exactly memorable is the thing. Uh, it's, there, every song has even though they're all under the rock genre with the guitar and the and the drums and everything it generally I, they're all of different styles and i don't think it necessarily connects together like from song to song and although it is although i do sense that it feels uh, i i feel like they deliberately ordered the songs in a certain way, ordered the tracks in a certain way. And uh, like, I'm supposed to listen to this first, then this, then this, but I don't have the sense of feeling as to why that is. And yeah, um, this is, this is, I guess, more so a collaborative album because every song is written by a different person or is written by a, uh, is written and composed by a uh, a famous artist, and uh, each one is different from the next. And yeah, I think that might be the reason as to why it doesn't connect as well is because there is because different performers are are working alongside the main performer, and it creates a bit of an issue. <laughs> that I'm trying to get to that I can't exactly and that I'm not exactly pinpointing it, but yeah. Well, so. is this, was this album, like, because you said that, like, songs from it are used in other things, or was it after the album had come out, they used the songs, or were the songs, did the songs come first and then they went into an album? Um, this is in particular, uh, well, this was, uh, well, the the song or is that, this a different thing? This is a different thing. All right. The the songs that I mentioned before were of a different right. thing. So, uh, and this fourth album is completely new, um, and or from as far as I know, anyways. So, uh, yeah, it's just that I don't sense that there's that there's like a central theme to it, but the like, but this. <laughs> Like the usage of instruments are like the same, but it's it's not there exactly. But um, I still like all the songs though. I still I've listened to this like maybe twelve times at this point, <laughs> and the fact that I can't recite any of them or hum back any of them is is a big problem. But it's but then you've also listened to it 12 times yes. so and i re and i still like it so yeah so it's a really weird conundrum that i'm in it's like do i like this like because it's because i like the songs or do i not like this because it's not 
like uh i guess composed like uh or uh, what's the word i could use it's not Uh, like the central thesis of it isn't there I guess hmm. yeah but then do you think that do you associate that with it being memorable well the thing is that yeah well I think I would associate well because I feel like there's a lot of bad songs that can get stuck in your head well what I'm saying is that I was like, well, I was like, I, I, that's uh, that's why I'm putting it into different categories. Like, mm-hmm. I like the songs, but it's not necessarily memorable. Um, what I like, I think what I'm saying is that is that um, since it's an album, like you have to like you have to deliberately make the album as if like they're gonna listen to it from track one to last track, which I think is track nine or. 10 uh but yeah it has to be deliberately paced in order for it to be like this goes into this goes into this and i did not feel it from this particular album i I guess we should compare it to other albums like any david bowie album (laughs) like i'm thinking dark side of the moon because that's yeah one of the only albums i've actually listened to yes front to end yes and these are albums that you need to listen to front to end or else it doesn't work. Like, you can't randomize those songs is what I'm saying. But, I mean, you could just listen to a David Bowie song. Yes, you, you can, but, like, but if you're, you're going to try to randomize it, it's, it's, like, really bad. If you listen to any best of David Bowie albums, it's not good. And I'd probably be into that. I think, but see, but I don't listen to albums, so. Well, personally, I dis- I very much hate best of albums because see, I just listen to Life on Mars over and over again, and don't listen to any other David Bowie songs. But I do, <laughs> and maybe I throw in like Cult of Personality by Living well, Color. Well, yeah, but. And then I jump over to the Foo Fighters. Oh my god! Well, that, um, oh, well whatever, what, that song's called. That's what I'm saying. Is that is just that when you have a. Uh, when you have an album, when you have an actual album, like you have to, like, compose it in a way that makes sense, and I don't think that it. Oh, I'm not sure that it exists here. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Higher ground is a good song. It's an album. Uh. Uh, I think Kata Omoi is is one of the songs. Um, yep. Us is a good one. Uh, all of them are good. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's about it. Um, I think, I guess there are a few more things I could say. Like, uh, a few of the songs do take a more uh, Western type of style to it. In ter- uh, that it focuses more on the voice carrying the song and uh and having the melody of the song be kind of constantly repeating in the in a way like in in this sense it's about every 60 seconds the song repeats 
or 90 seconds. Well, yeah, well, 60 seconds, I'll say. And, and then it, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's about all I can say. <laughs> Is that there's like a, a few of the songs that have a more Western focus in that it's the, the repeats of the melody is shorter than other songs. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So now onto my first of two excursions to the to the cinema. To the cinema. Uh the first one is uh Get Out. Uh writ I believe written and directed by Jordan Peele of Key and Peele. Yes. The comedy duo. Yep. And this is not a comedy, right? No. Okay. Even though it's, you could almost call it a, like, horror comedy or thriller with some, but I think all the best, like, a lot of the best kind of thrillers and horror stuff have. A bit of comedy in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have but this, I'd almost put it in the same category as uh, The Visit, the M. Night Shyamalan okay. movie. All right. That... I think especially watching with an audience, like there's like things that are weird or shocking are definitely meant to be played, at least in part, for like comedic effect. Right. And I think that's how people say that really horror and comedy, like a lot of times comedians make really good horror movies because okay. sort of they know how to construct comedy and that that idea of like having to like decide like all right there's going to be like a laughs here can kind of translate to all right there's going to be like a, a scary moment here yeah right right well i've been interested in watching the movie but mm -hmm. so it, from the trailers it looks like a stepford wives type of um film mm -hmm. but with black people instead of a woman so am i like near the mark or yes okay. but there's you know some twists and turns okay all right and it's sort of it's a movie that's sort of the way it's structured is sort of like a lot of modern films i think there's another movie called uh the invitation where it's a lot of it's based on the idea that the main character isn't quite sure like they know something weird's going on right but they're not quite sure like to what extent it is and okay so you're talking to how bad the situation is so like it's like it, a gaslighting type of thing sort of or it's just the main character feels uncomfortable but they're not sure if they feel uncomfortable just because of like a singular like, moment or or if it... if this person is if these people are just weird or if there is a more or if there is something like seriously sinister going on okay yeah but then to think that you think like well i'd have to be crazy to think there's some like sort of grand conspiracy against me yeah. going on right okay yeah all right so well i guess so the broad strokes of the plot uh, the main character, right? Uh, he's a, a African American man, right. and he's dating a white woman. Okay. And then they go uh, to visit her, 
parents for the weekend at their sort of estate in like somewhere in the east on the east coast in in the woods and you okay. know it's a big like kind of mansion thing okay and they have a couple i guess like black servants you'd say like their groundskeeper okay and i guess you'd say like housekeeper okay and then and they kind of are very strange but then the family themselves are like sort of upper class liberal like the whole thing the dad says like i would have voted for obama a third time if i could you know best he's the best president in my my lifetime okay <laughs> and then there's also a party that happens and everyone's sort of weird and then it kind of goes from there and you kind of figure out what the weirdness and there's maybe hypnosis involved and uh, weird medical procedures that are happening. Step for wivesing mm -hmm. going on. All right. And then, and it's really good. All right. That's good. And the ending, it ends, I think, really well. Because, I don't know, I don't want to give away too much, but <laughs> it could have ended really, really darkly. But I think... Okay. They were able, because they were able to set like kind of like in terms of like maybe like a message or like a political themes i think they were able to say a lot without Being going over. overboard yeah. into sort of hitting that hitting you over the head with it i don't know because i'm thinking of have you ever seen the original night of the living dead uh was that the black and white movie yeah. i think so well, because that ending is very doesn't like the main harsh. character die. Yeah, he gets shot at the end. Like he survives oh. the night, and then he gets shot by some hillbillies at the end of the movie. Oh uh, yeah, and that's and he's a black man, right? Too, right. and then at a time where that was sort of a rarity, and then so that ending really is yeah kind of super dark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, and then the movie it's. It has, like, a lot of... It feels very much, like, of this time and place. Right. While also being sort of fun and thrilling, too. Okay. That's good. Mm hmm And it's really successful. I'm glad it's doing... It's making big money at the box office. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I've been interested in watching it, so... Like, trying to see if I can do a personal... Uh, movie marathon because uh, I've been interested in watching a few of them uh, that are in theaters right now so yeah but uh yeah so I'm not gonna ask for any spoilers because because really it's weird that like there's actually some good movies coming out pretty early then I don't here. know I feel like later in the summer it's gonna get sort of bad like there's yeah. not going to be as many yeah that's the thing that's that's what i was feeling Cause was, even like because i was just thinking this huh, coming this, there's week there's a lot of good movies coming like, out kong's coming out and i've heard good things about that and then really with john c Riley. Oh, yeah oh, all right <laughs> and then um but guardians 2 comes out what in may yes and logan's already come out yes but then i mean then like power rangers is coming out in like a couple weeks too so i think Oh, yeah. 
Well, we're past January now, so where the movie dump month is. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Are they transitioning that into August? Probably. Because yeah, yeah, all the kind of... Yeah, yeah, either the failed blockbusters, like they either get released in January, like Monster Trucks, or right. they get dumped into like late August, early yeah. September. Yeah. So, yeah. Basically, you know, if you want to watch some good movies, it's best to avoid January and August films. Because mm-hmm. most of the times that means there's a problem. Yeah. Then the, the Fate of the Furious is coming out. I haven't seen... I've only seen the original. I have seen the fourth one, which was called The Fast and the Furious. Or no, it was just Fast and Furious. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> they took out the, the articles. They took out the articles, yes. And that's the only one that I've watched. And I... and I heard that's, like, one of the worst ones. Yeah, well, like, I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. But, yeah. I mean, I also heard it was also one of the worst uh, worst ones i also heard it was one of the worst ones <laughs> and i heard that it got gets a lot better or gets like increasingly better or five like onwards sillier i think is probably the term like it's more over the top yeah i guess is the well because i guess in this new one i saw a trailer and it's uh i saw the vin diesel is like the bad guy now like oh, they have to spoilers. face off against him well that's in the trailer oh uh, yeah yeah well th- well it makes sense now well there was like some uh what was it? Some controversy uh, during the filming of this project, of the Fast and Furious 8 project, in which that um, Vin Diesel was being very disagreeable with his co-stars or something like that. But I think some of that might have been a work, yeah. to use a wrestling term, because I think him and The Rock sort of wanted to do something at WrestleMania, maybe. So they might have been drumming up some pretend conflict to yeah, build to that, that that's what i was thinking was that it was just pretend conflict so then like so then it would create like a form it's method acting is trying mm-hmm. is what i'm trying to say like a, a partial except method. i don't really think any of the people in the fast and the furious movies are really method acting that much yeah right right but maybe he was you don't know vin diesel man he's a maybe interesting character yes yeah, yeah that's like but that's what i'm thinking anyways so me and my conspiracy theories. But, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. What, what, what were we on? What were... Get Out? I oh. think I was kind of wrapped up with that. Yeah, then we just went on to Vin Diesel. All right, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about just, like, films coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And, yes, that's it then for you. Yep. For, well, that particular... And so now we have the... Yes. Is this the update? This is the update. We're going to have an update now for uh, for a previous uh, thing that I've talked about before. Because the newest season finished up and I finally got around to watching it. This is called Boongo's Stray Dogs in its <gasps> second season. So, uh, do you... Where, where, where is that on the list right now? Um, you... It was pretty high. Because, uh, I, because I remembered you being kind of interested in it. So, um, this is an anime uh it was um it's about a detective agency uh kind of solving crimes and stuff and they and the world that they're set in is a 1920s world but with 
but with few, uh, but with modern technology, they have servers and computers and laptops and cell phones. And See, like, is there mobile phones? a term for that? Because it's not steampunk, but it feels like there could be. Oh, I'm just calling anachronism. This is what I say. But, but like, there's other stuff that has that same sort of right vibe. Right. Yeah, and but everybody wears 1920s clothing mm-hmm. and like and everything. Like they have the the what was it the the straps the. Suspenders, yeah, the suspenders and the belts and the the, the dress shirts. Like I want, I'd rather have suspenders than a belt, honestly. Yeah. I, might, I might get into suspenders. Yeah, yeah. I I never really, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I I don't really have any opinion on that because I don't know. I I think I I associate suspenders with a little bit too much to uh, hillbillies, so I kind of. But those are overalls. Yeah, but like, yeah, I just. I think of like like a cop or something like a, like like an old timey detective or something. Like ah, he okay. takes off his jacket and then he has the suspenders that and he has, has like the, the badge holsters. or the holster on it. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. And this is the second season of the show. This is directed by Takia Igarashi, and he's directed things like Ojamaj Ojamaja Me and Oran High School Host Club. This is uh, composed. The music was composed by Taku Iwasaki, who has done Gurren Lagann and uh, Now and Then, Here and There. Uh, so this second season, I I guess this is the best way to describe it compared to the first one is that instead of in expanding its base, it instead builds upon it. So like instead of introducing new things, new concepts, or whatever. They're just saying, okay, we're just going to start, like, saying this is... We're going to build on what the rules are and, like, how this works in relation to this and whatever. So this opens with uh, with a flashback, like, arc. And it talks about how one of the, one of the major characters uh, becomes, like, how, how his alignment happens in the uh in the present day and uh this is and the main character for this particular arc is the is the voice actor from uh for archer in fate's day nights and it's fantastic because in the end because in because at the climax of that particular arc the uh he faces off against the uh, voice actor of Assassin in Unlimited Blade Works, <laughs> which I thought was a funny uh, kind of thing to have happen in the show. And so, yes. After that, it goes back to present day, and now it's become less of a show where it's about solving crimes even though it is the main characters are the detective agency. It's not about solving crimes anymore. It's more so about like bigger plots that directly affect the city. Like uh like sort of like a well, it becomes a turf war between this uh, between uh between the port mafia, the detective agency, and the American imperialistic guild that is kind of being the third party in imposing itself into the Japanese city. And 
and uh, each of these, uh, I guess, groups have individuals who are super powered people, and these super powered people are named after famous authors in uh, Japan or in America. In this particular case, and they have their superpowers are based on what the authors wrote. And and I guess I should also say that these characters are not named after the authors themselves. They're just they just share the same name. The like the there's a character in here called Lovecraft. He has Ooh. he has Cthulhu powers <laughs> and um, or just like madness slash tentacle powers and. He and he, there is no Lovecraft in that universe. Ma- madness, and, madness and tentacles. Yes, the H.P. Lovecraft story. Yes, the uh, there's no there's no actual H.P. Lovecraft like writer in there is in there, and uh, yeah, um, it's also um, Edgar Allan Poe. He's like a, a mystery writer, but yeah, and. So these superpowered groups are fighting off against each other in this turf war, and and at this point, I kind of noticed that that there's a bit of an odd, I guess, conflict of of visuals versus tone because visually it's very colorful and there's it's very bright and everything's shiny looking, almost, and. And that comes into conflict with the the very dour tone of the work, which is about people kind of suffering. <laughs> like, there are child soldiers, and there's uh, abuse, and just uh, just very dark themes, or uh, dark things that happen despite like a lot of the very bright and colorful things. And I don't think that it's necessarily because it's not it's not in the case of um I don't know a horror movie playing like a happy song and then like that being like juxtaposed. Now it's not it's not like that because there are some comedic moments in there that are completely intended to be comedic and not and not like in any way horrifying or whatever. And it it's just kind of weird because it's a story about like a turf war and <laughs> yeah, and then uh hmm. and then the main character kind of comes into question at this point because at in the first season there was very definitely a clear main character but now it's kind of starting to focus on a different person and i'm not very sure if that different person deserves to be the main character spot because there's no growth for that character any further than like they already had at that as i got the the uh first season but it seems like it is focusing on this newer character more for no reason <laughs> Um, in the end the uh, theme of the story is that is that purpose is that one gives their own purpose and not they're not trying to look for purpose in others you're not supposed to look for purpose in others you're just supposed to decide this is what I am and what I want to do despite 
what everything, what everyone tells me not to. Like, this is what I can do and I'm going to do it because I want to. Yeah. Essentially, it's about that. And that's what I think. It's all right. <laughs> I like it. Not, not as good as the first? I would say not as good as the first one. Yeah. So, yeah. it's be, uh, I think it's... I don't know. Like, there's a part of me that thinks, like, a lot of it is clever and a lot of it's really cool and interesting, but I, like, but since they're moving away from the, uh, from the, I guess, procedural detectiving part of it, it kind of becomes less interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. So now, on to my final okay film right oh, yeah to your final and it is uh director james mangold's Ma mangold something like, yeah it's Ma mangold 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 all right uh his film which is logan the final wolverine film in the in the illustrious wolverine trilogy which started all the way back with uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine and continued with THE Wolverine and now finally finishes here with Logan. Man, you gotta wonder how that's gonna be, how people in the future are gonna look back on this particular trilogy. Just like, what, which movie do we watch first? It's, uh, well, we can watch X-Men Origins Wolverine, then THE Wolverine, then Logan. And most of his character development happens in uh, the first three X-Men movies and in X-Men Days of Future Past, so we have to watch all those, too. Yeah! Because those are all basically... You could you could title any of those, like, X-Men, Wolverine, the original X-Men movie, and yeah. then X-2, it could be Wolverine, or X-2, Wolverine, then X-Men, Wolverine's Last Stand, or whatever. Yeah. Then Wolverine, Days of Future Past. I mean, Wolverine goes to the past. <laughs> yeah. And that's about that. So, really, I like the X-Men movies. I think more than the Marvel movies, I'm going to say it. I think I like how they kind of play more fast and loose with the continuity. Like, I think in the, to the benefit of each individual film. Like, if there's a bad movie, they can just Erase ignore it. it. Like, they could just say... That didn't happen. Yeah, like... X3 and X-Men Origins Wolverine and maybe even X-Men Apocalypse are just never really happened. Which I think is more in tune with comics. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as opposed to the Marvel movies where, like, each movie and they're all the same. And then if they kill off a character, well, they can't really kill them off because they want to use them later. Right. Where... If each of the movies were more singular, like you could kill off that character, right? And they could just come back in the next one because they're not actually connected. Yeah. But then, since all of them are in one universe, like everything that happens in the Captain America movies has to affect what happens in the Doctor Strange movies, yes. which has to affect what happens in the Thor movies. Yes. You have to keep track of everything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Whereas this, like Deadpool, can just do whatever they want with him. Yeah. And Wolverine can have his own side movies. 
while also being the main character of the main X-Men movies. Yeah. Yeah, I look I look at this. I look at these films and I don't I don't agree with you. Like I'd rather watch an X-Men movie, like any of the X-Men movie right now instead of any of the Marvel movies. In DC that's not even like a question. Yeah. I've seen well, I've seen most of them up until Days of Future Past, I think. Did you see that one? I did not see Days of Future Past. Because well, that's one of the better ones. That's probably in the top I guess I'd say five. I think probably I, more. I think it's, I watched a part of it. It's probably not even five, it's probably higher than five, but I'm trying watched, to think of what are the good ones. I watched a part ones. of it. And um I did not watch any of the X Men or uh, or uh, the Wolverine ones so i yeah those are the first two wolverines are pretty skippable yeah but honestly they're not terrible like even they have good things in them like i like leo schreiber as Sabretooth in x-men origins wolverine even though that movie is sort of maybe the worst x-men movie but then again that was i'd say x3 and apocalypse are pretty not good as well right and Okay, so I think my go-tos for the X-Men are X2 mm-hmm. and um Did you see Deadpool? No. And uh Deadpool's good. First Class. And I really like First Class. I always forget about it, but I really like it. Yeah. Like even when I was saying that top 5 thing, I forgot about First Class. Like, and I put the original X-Men in the top five, but not really? First <laughs> Class, even though I would put First Class definitely in the top five over the original X-Men movie. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, what are you talking about? The original one was pretty awful. I like the original one. Oh, man. Like... Because that was... I guess it has a bit of nostalgia for me, because that was, like, the original... One of the first superhero movies, really... Like, yeah. that came up before Spider-Man, right? Yeah. That was one of the first superhero movies like that besides, was afraid to call itself a superhero movie. Like, besides <laughs> the Superman movies, like, what, you have, like, the Blade movies, I guess? Yep, the Blade movies, which was also and afraid ba- to And I guess itself. Batman was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. That I just totally blanked on for a moment. I'm like, there's not even... There was nothing in between the 70s and the two, <laughs> early 2000s. Well, you could also talk about Superman... Christopher Reeve. Well, yeah, no, that's what I meant. Like, the 70s was Superman. Oh, okay. And then there was a large gap, and oh. then there was Blade and X-Men. No, okay. Okay. Forgetting that there were four Batman movies in between then. Okay. Yeah. But, uh... Hmm. What else is there to say? Well, I could say something about Logan. Do you want to see Logan? What do you... Is that... Uh, I'm vaguely interested, because it's like, oh, it's the final outing. And it's pretty great, I'd say. Okay. Almost just as a movie. Okay. Sort of. People have been calling it a western. Okay. And it's based off of the comic book series, The Old Man Logan? Sort of, but also probably not really. Well, not really. Sort of like how Days of Future Past is not really. Yeah, but even like Old Man Logan, I think that has a lot of stuff... Because I almost spoiled it right there. But then, like, well, because Old Man Logan has a bunch of, like, Hulk stuff in it, right? And there's a lot yes. of, like, there's no Hulks in this. Uh, well, yeah, obviously, right. And probably, like, luckily, like, there's no 
mutant hillbilly hulks in the uh, movie. <laughs> yeah. That would have been dumb. But it just sort of amazingly is able to Wrap kind of synthesize up. this character who has sort of not really had a pinpointed arc through any of the movies. Yes. And yet we've seen him in so many of the movies. Yes. That it sort of it works that he gets the send off, and then Hugh Jackman's like a good enough actor, and then Patrick Stewart's a good enough actor that it just it works. And I don't even know if this is falling into any sort of continuity. Like I don't know if the X Men movies now are building to this, because if it is, it's pretty bleak then. Okay. But it almost works just as like an else else worlds kind of. Yeah. Right singular film and it's really it's really violent and like because it's rated r they can actually you know drop the f-bomb too oh. it's actually sort of refreshing uh -huh. and then the girl in it as uh as the mutant as the she's really good okay the x-23 mm-hmm yep and then steven merchant as caliban is really he's really good in it too all right and it's you know and it's sad you know and it has a lot of sense of loss in it and it's honestly i think i could see it like getting like a best picture nomination i could see there being a push for it okay well that's good i guess and then oh and then it started i like because usually right there's an end credit sequence Okay, sure. So this, they began with what would typically be an end credit sequence with Deadpool. And sort of sort of a teaser trailer slash kind of vignette featuring Deadpool. What? Okay. Yeah. What? Okay. Sort of advertising Deadpool 2 in a oh, way. Oh, okay. But also just, he's just there. I guess because the director of Deadpool 2 did it, so. Okay. All right. And it was kind of like a fun little short, like to begin the movie, okay. weirdly enough. So Okay. So I'm not sure if that's technically part of the film, like when it comes out, like on what, DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, or streaming, if that's still going to be at the front of it. Right. Or if it just was supposed to play like a trailer. Okay. Because the movie started and like the lights went like dimmed. Right. And then the Deadpool thing happened and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> and then the movie actually started. Okay. Okay. But I like that. Like, I think they should just... Like, all superhero stuff should move to doing that. Like, if you're going to have, like, an advertisement teaser, just do it at the beginning and have just... Right. Like, a fun or interesting short at the beginning instead of some bullcrap at the end where you just have to go home and Google whatever they said to figure out what's going to happen next. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't... Really? Okay. <laughs> Sounds fun. It is. It's really great. Best superhero movie of all time. There, I said it. Okay. Is it true? I don't know. But I'm saying it now. I'm selling you. I'm elevator pitching you it. Okay. It's like the Watchmen of the Marvel Universe. Except better, because Watchmen sucks. And not the movie, the comic book. Oh! Oh, you went there. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't particularly care, but 
Yeah. I mean, I and don't... it's just a really, I'd say, this. I think, just the sadness of it. I really liked it, that it was a superhero movie that wasn't afraid to be kind of mournful. Okay. And now who's going to play Wolverine now? Isn't it the little girl? Well, but what about... Because they're still... Now they're like in the 90s in the current continuity. Because they did the 80s with Apocalypse. And I think they're going to do another movie. I think with like Mr. Sinister. Whoever that is. He's apparently an X-Men villain. And I think the people... Because you know how they casted like the teen versions. Yeah. I think they're going to keep them and do a movie with them. And then get rid of, um, what's her face? Yeah, well, Jennifer Lawrence isn't coming back. Yeah, <laughs> she's, I she's she was over X Men after Days of Future Past. So she yeah. was, and then she made a whole other movie. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's weird because at the end of Apocalypse, she's basically set up as the leader of the X Men. So how are they going to handle that? Because I don't think they want Mystique as the leader of the X Men if it's not Jennifer Lawrence. Well, well, here, well. I guess they could easily recast that because she's a shapeshifter, so it would make sense. But um, and also just who cares? Just recast it and just yeah. hey, there's Mystique. Yeah. Problem solved. Like yeah. I don't think I don't. I think audiences they either maybe they don't give them enough credit and that they'll just like if you just recast, they'll understand. Like it's no, they have so much connection with this actor in this role. It's like yeah. Not really. You could recast Captain America. Well, isn't well, and no one would really care. Isn't Nightcrawler different now? Yeah, all of them are different. Jean Grey is different. Cyclops is different. Yeah. So like, yeah, whatever. But it was sort of the idea that this is like the younger versions. Like they didn't recast James Marsden's Cyclops. They did like a prequel version. Of his character, who is right. now basically just taken over. Right. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the Nightcrawler situation is le is a little more dubious because what well, he was already quite a young character. Was he? Well, Alan Cumming wasn't that young when he did. I it, think they he? presented him as like a really young character is the thing in X two. Uh, I don't know. I guess it was sort of questionable because you couldn't really tell. Yeah, I guess not. And then Angel's different? Well, I think it was a different Angel. Even though they only had Angel in, what, X3, and yes. it didn't matter. Yes. Because he was a bad guy in X, X-Men Apocalypse. He was one of the four horsemen. Oh, all right. I think they killed him. Oh. And I don't even remember who the other, who the fourth... Oh, Storm was in it. Storm was the fourth. Yeah, so then she joined the team at the end. And then it was Psylocke and Magneto were the other of the four. And she was, but now I think they're gonna have Psylocke. They might, she might be in one of the TV shows because they have like three X Men TV shows that they're gonna be doing or something. Oh, yeah. Or I know Blink because Blink was in Days of Future Past, and now she's been cast in one of the X Men TV shows. As Blink. And then a different actress has been cast as Blink, like as oh. one of the leads. Okay. And then for Legion. No, it's a different one. See, oh. there's like a bunch of them. Oh, I didn't. It might be X Force, maybe. There's. I didn't even know there were multiple ones. 
right. they're in production now. Right. And then, but then there's also the Inhumans show that is in production, and then they're going to show the first two episodes in theaters. It's all very confusing. Uh, I think Black Bolt is the main character of the Inhumans movie slash would, TV show. Why would Black? He doesn't talk. Black Bolt. Yeah, I don't know who Black Bolt is. He's like the, the king. Yeah, he's the king. So yeah, because that's what the Inhumans show is going to be about. Because they already have Inhumans, but he, but he doesn't on talk. Agents of Shield. But he doesn't talk. Well, so they'll have a character that doesn't talk. I mean, there'll be other characters. It's not like he's the only one. Okay, I guess so. They'll have the whole royal family. His his whole thing is that his voice is so powerful that a whisper, like, destroys things or something like that. See, but the thing is, it's going to be weird because they set up all this Inhumans culture on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and made no mention of any Inhuman... Like, like royalty yeah so i don't know how they're gonna work it in right. like they just were in secret the whole time that's sort of their whole deal i think once they did the hydra thing like it's just like there's a secret society of bad people that the agents had to take out okay some of them are ghosts and ghost riders gotta help and some of them are lmds uh-oh I'm I'm very behind in Agents of Shield. Sorry, but I'm caught up with I'm all caught up with Supergirl, and it's still it's not going great. <laughs> I like Lena Luthor on it though. Oh, really? Watch out for her. She's a, I like that the actress really? is really good, and I sort of like that it's sort of They're her and that. Supergirl are kind of friends though, you know. And hopefully, Just I like hope how Lex and yeah, no, I hope they won't make her. A, I'm, I mean, they're gonna make her a villain, but I hope they don't. Like, why can't Supergirl just have like a friend? You know, his dad is a villain. Yeah, or dad, well, right? brother, brother, okay, and mother, well, stepmother. What? But then, cause yeah, cause she's in the show. She's Lex Luthor's half sister. Okay, sure. it's eventually revealed. At first, it's like you're adopted. And then that's why she's not, like, a, an insane person, because she was adopted. But then it's revealed that she was actually, like, the love child of, of uh, Lionel Luther and some other woman. So she is really a Luther. And therefore she is insane? <laughs> sort of. They sort of hint at it. Like, you can see her, like, she's, like, thinking at the end of an episode about something. And it's like, why? She's only been portrayed as, like, a good person up to now. And now it's like... Oh, but maybe. But that's sort of the whole DC CW universe thing is that they're always constantly teasing the next villain in the previous season. <sighs> they're always like, oh, maybe down the line. That's dumb. Like it worked for Arrow for a while, but now it's just it's kind of become ridiculous. Okay. But I will be talking about that pretty soon because I have to watch it for some... Uh, for a paper I'm writing, so Arrow will finally make its way onto the list, and Daredevil too, because I'm I'm writing about both of them. Okay, <laughs> about violence and how how murder is handled on the shows. Okay, it's gonna be big. Okay. <laughs> so Logan, number one on the list. No. 
Now what? Now see, but you have to be thinking of the the Johnny Cash song. Like think about that, <laughs> and then it's number one on the list. What? From the trailer. I know that you're talking about the trailer, but we're not involving. Then the I saw a Doctor Who version. Like they made a Logan style trailer oh out of David Tennant's last Doctor Who story. Oh my god. Oh, and it, and it worked shockingly well. It made you cry? Maybe. And I don't even really like that, those episodes that much. Oh. Okay. I mean, because I didn't cry in the theater, but, like, I could have <laughs> if I, like, if I just, like, let loose. I could have. It was very, it was very emotional, the ending of the film. Okay. In a way that I don't think any other superhero movie has ever done. Like, I'm trying to think of other, like, The Dark Knight doesn't really have a great ending. There's no crying moment in it, yeah. But I mean, it's sort of just like, huh? What, what are you talking about? It has the best ending because of the speech. He's not the hero oh that God. we deserve, but the one that we need. And then <laughs> Dark Knight Rises is kind of has a dumb ending, too. Dark and Knight then, Rises is awful. And then no other, like, none of the Marvel movies have a, like, memorable or, like, satisfying ending, really. Spider-Man. What, the original? Both of them. Like... They know, or like, this is my path. This is my curse. My gift. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> I think I phrased it vaguely enough. I feel like that's the ending to every single Spider-Man movie, including all the sequels. It's no. like, he just has to keep learning the same thing no, no, over and no, over. That was the first one. The I'm second one. Spider-Man. And then the second one was, go get him, Tiger. Because, uh... Because the, the thing, he was like... Oh, there's a thing on the radio, and then she says, "You go, go do it, go do the thing." That was the tiger one. one, isn't that when Mary Jane's introduced, and she's like, "Well, she says it in the something you hit the jackpot or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That that was the comics, yes. But I'm talking that about... was gonna be in one of the Spider-Man movies, and then they cut Shailene Woodley out of the movie entirely. Yeah, because those films were bad. Yeah, and then they never just they never made a third one. Even though they like heavily hinted on it. Oh, are you excited about? I are they? They're not going to do a Sinister Six movie anymore, right? I don't think so. I, th I feel like there might still be someone working on that. Because <laughs> doesn't? Because it's Sony, right? Like they still have the rights, I think. Maybe I don't know. And they are just okay. sort of lending him to Marvel, like. But it's. Kind of. I think they still want to do their own movies that aren't Marvel. Like, they still want to have a Sinister Six franchise. They still want to have a franchise. They want to do a Venom movie, I think. Well, they've been wanting to do that for the longest time now. Because wasn't it... It was Drew Goddard, I think. Because I think he pulled out of... Um, I think it was Daredevil. Or he pulled out of some other project to do the Sinister Six movie. And now that's like... Or it was the reverse, like he pulled out of the Sinister Six to do Daredevil. I think it was the other way around, though. I think he like he stopped being the showrunner of Daredevil to do oh, that's hilarious, a Sinister Six movie that just never came off the ground. All right, hmm. All right, are we gonna do this now? Yes. Okay. 
So where do you want to put Marvels? Marvels. I don't know. I will put it... Marvels, huh? Mm -hmm. uh... So, what do you do? You think it's better than Eye in the Sky? No. Okay. How about eleven twenty-two sixty-three? What's below that? Nosferatu, the vampire. What's below that? Ash versus the Evil Dead. What's below that? Whiplash. Ugh, I don't think it's better than any of those. Maybe okay. go farther down. Okay, I'll, I'll try going farther down then. Certain Woman. I think that's better. Okay. Certain Woman is better. Okay, then we'll put it above Certain Woman and in between Love Live Sunshine at... 43. Sounds good. Is that the highest rated comic? Uh, no, I think uh, the Superman of Four Seasons or whatever is. The oh, that highest. was good. I, for I totally forgot that existed. Yeah. Superman for all seasons. Okay. See, because it's like a man for all seasons, but it's a Superman for all seasons. Okay. Do you get it? Man for All Seasons was a play, and then it was adapted to a film, and it won Best Picture, and it is not that great. It's probably one of the lesser Best Picture winners. Unlike Moonlight, which, you know, is probably one of the better Best Picture winners. Which you can find in our Previous Oscars one. episode. One of the two that we've already made at this point. <laughs> All right. Your turn. So it's the album, right? The album. It's, so you it? liked it's called it? Daydream. Daydream. So you liked it, but it's not really that memorable and it also has some maybe structural problems yes uh, that is essentially what i was talking about yes so could it go maybe in between american horror story roanoke and eleven twenty two sixty three, at number thirty one. All right. Because that I don't know that sounds sort of at the same like like place. yeah like I'd almost describe like eleven twenty two sixty three as with that same exact yeah wording like it yes. has yes <laughs> yeah I get you I get you all right now it's um what was it get out. Get out of town. Here. Just get out. Up here. All right. But is it like, are they telling him to get out? Or is he getting warned, like, get out, man. Think about it. Ooh. Or is it like, get out of here. Come get on. Get out of here. All right. Mm. I don't know where to actually rate this. What do you like? Uh, what do you think of frequency? What number is that? That is a number twenty. 
I mean, I'd say it's better than Frequency. All right, The Light Between Oceans. I'd say it's better than The Light Between Oceans. Oh, my God. You're the worst. Ooh, that's... See, now that's a thing. <laughs> I mean, it's up to you. Are you you gonna, placed it somewhere are you between gonna knock there. It out? Are you going to knock it out of the top ten? You're, You're the worst is in the top ten. You're the worst is... You really jumped is, up there. Wait. Is, is in the top ten. It's, it's the last of the ten. Would you... I don't know. Based on my description... I guess uh, I was sort of holding back on that because yeah, you, you might want to see it. You you were holding back on it, so I'll... I'll or do you want to place it and then watch it and then we can renegotiate it? Uh, we could do that, but, uh, like, but yeah, I'm just going to place but it. But will you ever actually see it is the question. Well, I'm planning on doing a thing tonight. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm like very vague about it because I, I kind of want to like get... Like the movies that I want all out what, in the same what day. What are these other movies you want to see? Uh, John Wick 2, Lego Batman, um, uh, Split. Is Split still in theaters? It's, it's in that theater. So why do you want to see all these but you don't want to see Logan? That's the question. Like John Wick 2, Split. I understand Lego Batman movie. Fine. Fine. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> don't watch it if you don't want to see it. I'm just saying. I'm surprised. John Wick 2. Oh, I Did just, you like John Wick? I want... Well, I haven't watched John Wick yet, so... So you just want to see John Wick 2? Well... I want to see that uh, Before I Fall. It's like a Groundhog Day thing, and she's like killed, and then oh, she yeah. keeps reliving the same day over and over again. Yeah, right, right. I heard about that. Yeah, I think I saw the trailer to that, and I thought, oh, so this is essentially just Groundhog Day, but, like, darker. Or, yeah, darker. Um, hmm. I'll put it above... Fate Zero, the light novels, and Under Room. At number 13. For Get Out. Make like a leaf and get uh, out of here. <laughs> or no, isn't it? Make like a tree. Make like a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it wrong. <laughs> Which actually works. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, now I have to renegotiate. Boongo Stray Dogs. Boongo Stray Dogs. Where is it now? It is at number 22. What's right below it? Supergirl. What's right above it? Pete's Dragon. I mean, honestly... Uh, there's, like, a character in, like, in the, uh, in the story. His, he's based on the Great Gatsby writer. And his power is, is that the more money he infuses into himself, the more powerful he is. <laughs> so he's, like, a super rich guy. <laughs> and, he, and he's the primary villain of the story, or of this particular season. I mean that makes me like it more. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what your intention was telling me that if it was a positive or a negative, but I I, I I was just thinking like oh this is an interesting tidbit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they ride on this mechanical flying whale called the Moby Dick. <laughs> I mean I might want to move it up a little bit now. 
Because I don't want to... I don't think it should be below Supergirl. So it can't really move down. All right, so just keep it in the same place? Sure. What's right above Pete's Dragon, then? Frequency. I mean, it seems like a pretty good place to have it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah. So it stays where it is, despite us trying to renegotiate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, last thing was uh, Logan. Logan. Well, that's easy. You just put it right at the top. I'll put it... What is it? Better than You're the Worst? Is it better than Penny Dreadful? No. Okay, that's... But is it better than You're the Worst? I mean, it's crazy because they're two totally different things. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, why, that's the reason why this list is here. Because right? completely different things are being I'd compared say, to each other. I'd probably <laughs> say maybe Logan... I just the whole concept of it. I just it's so interesting, and that that this is somehow it works as a final film of a character in a franchise that, and then it that has half no works and half doesn't. Yeah, but somehow it's able to synthesize that into like a good singular film. Like it's so like even. <laughs> Not even thinking about the actual quality of the movie, it's just so amazing <laughs> that that even happened. Okay. I don't know whether or not that was a good thing or a bad thing. I think That it sounds is. like a bad thing. Well, not for this movie. <laughs> Maybe it sort of rates poorly on some of the other X-Men films. <laughs> but I like that. I like movies that are sort of half connected to each other. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. You seem to be so positive about it. What about The Good Place? Ooh, now that's... What is that, like five? Eleven. That's eleven? How that's is 11. that below You're the Worst? I don't remember that happening. What? Oh, okay. Like, you were the one who... I think you were the one who told me that it was worse than... Or maybe I thought that because You're the Worst had more to it that that's why it was ahead. Hmm. I think it's. I think Logan's better than you're the worst. Oh, oh! You're knocking it out of the tenth spot. Sure. Oh shit. Well, what's nine? Kubo. Oh shit! <laughs> oh my god! Is it bet? Oh. Maybe put it. At, I'd say ten. I wouldn't negotiate any higher. Oh man! Oh man! Are you sure about this? Are you sure that that you're the worst gets gets knocked out? I mean, it's going to. Are you knocking I'm, out You're the Worst? I'm imagining in the course of the million things we're going to rank that You're the Worst was not going to hold that 10th spot. And there's going and there's going to be another season so it could always negotiate itself back up, you know? Oh, crap. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay, then fine. We'll put it at number 10 for Logan. Which I am very surprised about. Even the title. I love that it's Logan. And not Wolverine Logan? Yeah, or not X-Men Origins Logan. <laughs> <laughs> or no, it's not X-Men Origins. It's X-Men um, Epilogue, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and even X-Men Origins Wolverine is amazing. Because they were going to have a whole series of X-Men Origin movies. But yes. that one was so not good that they didn't <laughs> do any more of them. X, uh, yeah, the next one was going to be like Magneto or something. Yeah, and I think they were going to do a storm and then... Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Alright. And that's it. That's it. Oh my god, I can't believe you did that. 
I mean, it's going to win the best picture at the Oscars this season. Or this next coming what, year. What, how big would it be to have a superhero movie win? And I don't want you to say it's not really a superhero movie. No, it is a superhero movie. <laughs> it definitely is. He has claws that come out of his skin. Yeah. I think, I mean, will it happen? I guess that's more the question. Yeah. Well, first thing, I think it nominated. Yeah. Well, we have to make sure that the number 10s are on there, the 10 spots, so then Logan does get nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to become a part of the Academy, is what we need well, to do. Well, because Deadpool so how do sort we do of it? almost was in it. So how do we do it? How do we get into the Academy? We have to make a movie that's... We have to be nominated for an Academy Award. Or... What? Or oh. become just so ingrained in the industry that we get invited into the Academy. Oh, crap. We have to we have to contact Armin White and... Armin White isn't in the Academy. Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's a governor. <laughs> and isn't Jackie Chan in there now? Yeah, he won. He got an honorary Oscar. Yeah, did he, yeah he got an honor Oscar. Honor... Honorary. Honor, yeah, honorary Oscar. Yeah, so he's he's technically a part of it. Let's contact Jackie Chan. Because <laughs> I think we need a sponsor, so... Yeah. Yeah. Let's just make an award-winning documentary short. That'll win, and we'll get in. Okay. But we'll only be able to be in for so long, because if we don't make anything else, because then you eventually get moved to, like, emer- emeritus, emeritus status if you are out of the industry for... Like a decade. Well, we got like And a... then the year before, that was the whole big controversy. Like people were so upset. They're like, I made short films back in the eighties and I was I took my voting rights very seriously and now I am no longer able to vote and I am very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like any I feel like people who've made their mark in history should just be able to keep it that way. Because you don't want to wind up like, I don't know, <clears throat> Francis Coppola, who just makes awful movies these days. Well, like, he's, I think, if he, I think he's in the Academy, and he's in there for life, I think. Because I think if you make, if you're in the industry working for like, I think it's three decades. Okay. You are in for life no matter what, even if you're retired. Okay. But like for people who... Who's done it for like a decade. And were maybe nominated as like a producer once. Okay. But then never, but then like moved into some other industry. Right. All right. They get booted. All right. Okay, we can do this. <laughs> just, we just we just have to go to Syria and make a documentary. Yes. We just have to make a documentary about something good. All right. So, if you want to find out more about us you can follow us on twitter mm-hmm. at declining prod and at pop culture loser we also have like a website right isn't there a website that has all the episodes yes. on it yes we do have a website that has all the episodes on it it is not a website that i made so it is very bare bones <laughs> well who made it then um it's uh, part of the service that is oh. so it is very bare bones but yeah so until next time 